welcome to the Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Everyone, hello and welcome to our podcast today. We're so excited to be here with you and I think it's just extra special today because we have our first guest speaker and she happens to be my daughter as well. Um, I am looking forward to that. <laughs> I am too. And didn't we just have a fun like chat beforehand, you know, just kind of talking together and brainstorming. We always have such a good time about like, what are we going to talk about next? And that's been really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be a really important subject on uh, living consciously and, and what that looks like, you know, especially for youth. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, yeah, what Stephanie and I came up with for those that are listening in is that kind of this like big topic around basically uh, conscious living and and how we can do that and how can we raise children to be thoughtful and to really take in consideration their health. And one of the things that I came up with is really that health is about, okay, what am I feeding my mind? What am I feeding my heart? What am I feeding my body and my soul? And um, these are topics that I know I, you know, on a regular basis talk about with um, my own three daughters. The daughter that we're, you know, going to be interviewing today is 13 years old and um, quite a fascinating story that she's had, things that she's gone through and how I believe awareness is the first step. And so it's self-reflection work and like being about the self-study podcast that awareness and yoga is considered like we have to shine the light on what's maybe been hiding out in the dark, or we have to shine the light on those emotions or those struggles or, Hey, let's shine the light on this. Is this really serving me to watch, you know, this particular show um, and those types of things. So self-reflection and, and all of this is going to be pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, because I noticed, with certain personalities. And since we have been adding astrology into this podcast a little bit, you know, uh, some certain personality types and certain signs are less comfortable with that, the, the dark side or, or the shadow side of ourselves. But like you were saying is, you know, the only way to really grow is to have acknowledged that, that side. And, um, and that sometimes the acknowledgement and the witnessing of that side is what brings the anxiety. It's what, brings the discomfort and the illness and, and that kind of stuff. And we have to learn and use the tools to work through it as opposed to being anesthetized all the time and, um, you know, be numb, numbed by the iPad or by the video games or by the constant distraction that today's technology and social media world is giving to even kids And I remember growing up, we had like a restricted two hours per week of television time and your video game hooked up to the television. So that included the video gaming. (laughs) You could either watch a show, you know, or you could be playing your video games. And we had like two hours a week outside of the family movie time where it's extra, you know, extra time. Did you have video games? Yeah. As a kid, I I remember playing um, Nintendo. And, yeah. um, but it was, you know, my person, like my family life when I was, um, a little girl, I'm one of five. And so my mom was really big about like, 
Um, we didn't have a TV for a long time. And when we finally got one, it was one channel. And so I think that did play a big role in like, okay, when I started to have children, you know, like, okay, how do I want to, you know, where do I want technology to be? And in our world today, it's like so involved that there's a really more thought about it than ever before. And so that's why I love the topic. I find that parents feel really um, like they just have to kind of give in and just be like, well, this is just the way it is. But there's really, really important science around why we may want to reconsider that. It's uh-huh. okay to have the excessive amounts of what we're pouring into our brain on screen time yeah. and how, you know, as my, my children and I, we kid around about it, but I do talk to them pretty openly about, you know, we call it the zombie look, you know, and uh-huh. it's fascinating. You'll look around and we can see some zombie kids and even, and we can check in with ourselves and be like, you know what, maybe that Netflix binge really <laughs> did me over uh-huh. and, Um, you know, and I get on a show and I'll watch it the whole thing through, but we can see how we feel after like the screen time and looking Mm -hmm. at the screen for a significant amount of time. But one of the things that, that I want to bring up to all that are listening. And when we have conversations with our children, it's so empowering that even though everybody in society might be doing it this way, right. But when we talk to our children about even the science and give them a little bit of you know, insight and even just asking them, how do you feel after this Mm -hmm. certain, you know, watching something or playing certain video games? Um, Children are pretty perceptive. They can really check in and kind of tune in. But one of the things that I did right away with my children that I feel really has helped them to at least open that doorway is to see that, um, for one, we're wired to be happy. So in that concept, I've been kind of like, sharing as a theme in the yoga classes this week that we're absolutely wired to be happy. So anything that is kind of, you know, not a good response, it's not feeling good and alive in ourselves, then maybe we rethink that. And so I would talk a lot about how, you know, um, that there is a lot of money around you thinking you're not enough and that you absolutely don't have, you know, the worth, right? Because it's all Mm -hmm. marketing. Like if you don't, you know, then we spend the money trying to buy and fill up the voids of things that we think we need to have. And so I remember early on, right away, my children's eyes really lighting up when I would talk about these things and how, you know, everything from commercials, if you see it, you can spot it, you can see, are they really sharing information? or Are they just trying to get me to buy something? And so Mm -hmm. we have great conversations around that. And I see that they don't, easily sway into every little thing or want everything. And so from conscious living from what we buy to why we want to, you know, support local. And um, we talked about, you know, why all of those things are important because you can trace it and see that we Mm want to come back to a sense of community and connection. So, yeah. And that's fascinating too, because as you're thinking, as you were saying that I was thinking a lot about the holistic nature of well everything um but as a holistic health practitioner the no organ is operating independently of another you know i I say this a lot but your eyes and your lungs are very similar you often find somebody with lung issues will eventually have eye issues or the other way around The, the 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 thought patterns that 
bring you the vision problems, also create lung problems and vice versa, as well as the tissues and the toxins and that kind of thing. So you, we, nothing offer operates independently. And as you were talking about the, our ultimate nature and our ultimate, um, wiring is this level of happiness. Then we've got the marketing and then we've got this synthetic, I call it the synthetic life is the technology life. Um, you know, yeah, we're real people on social media, but kind of a, a while ago we did a podcast podcast on narcissism and, and you're talking about these items that people are trying to represent and, and they're all trying to say, like what you just said, that you're not happy and this is going to make you happy or they're marketing themselves. So when we have that going on, and then we're anesthetized and soothed and pacified by social media and by technology and by the video game that, oh, but I'm happy if I'm doing it. It continues and perpetuates a pattern that's going to lead, like you're saying with science, to vitamin D deficiencies, problems with serotonin, melatonin, dopamine because of lack of sunshine, the lack of stimulation in the pineal gland, their posture. Chiropractors talk a lot about the posture of the cell phone, the texting neck. Um, you know, that when you look at a baby on the ground, what do they start doing? But, um, oh, what is that yoga pose name called where you're laying on your stomach and you lift your legs and your arms out oh, like is it, Superman? Is it happy baby pose or no? No, no. You're on your stomach. Oh, stomach. And you're like, yeah. And then you, 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 uh, use your stomach to kind of come up um, your chest comes off the ground and your legs come off the ground and you're like in a reverse boat pose. Um, yeah. and I'm, we're both yoga teachers and I can't think of the name, but anyhow, um, babies are constantly doing that where they're trying, they can't walk around. So they're actually putting themselves in a reverse bow pose, you know, or like bow pose actually. Um, and their neck muscles are being formed to look up. Well, we only mountain climbers really are looking up anymore. Um, everybody's looking down and the posture is changing. Uh, you know, there's, there's, um, there's so many things that are actually physically changing in our system and, and our bones are actually going to change and our posture is changing. And then our subconscious and our, our confidence level starts to change. There's so much work on zipping people back up. Um, if you look at like the hands of light type work where your posture changes. So I'm just listening to you on all these very conscious things that we want to talk about and a little bit further, but how it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's like creating a foundation. We need to work with our children young enough because these habits that while they give the parents freedom to go do whatever the parents want and to give the parents credit today is not the same you know, we're not in the same world as even when you and I were young or when our parents were young, where we were told, go outside, don't come back until it's dark and play and have fun. And sure. Yeah. You end up down the street at so-and-so's house. I don't care. Just come back later, dinner time. Now you'll get arrested <laughs> if you aren't supervising your child outside. It's, it's, it's a turned political and ridiculous. So we understand that sometimes in order to play by the rules of today, uh, it's easier to be like, yeah, sure. Here's your iPad. Here's your iPad as an infant where you're no longer look, you know, trying to develop these muscles that you need for the rest of your life. Um, and it anesthetizes and it gives freedom to our parents that make raising kids in today's time. It appears to be easier. However, that's why we're going to talk to Malia, who's 13 years old and has learned to incorporate some of these things. That's why we're talking to Jenna, who has three girls, very conscious girls, very different personalities who have faced these things like bullying at school and um, 
the post-it notes on the television about <laughs> not, you know, what, what was the post-it note on the television? Um, yeah, it said, I think it said something like, um, think for me or something. She put it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because that's what it's doing. It's giving yeah. you all that you need to know and it's keeping you numb and keeping you, like you said, the zombie. So you, I'm always very shocked at the stories that your, your kids are so insightful and I know it has a lot to do with their their parents and their surroundings and the things that you're able to uh you know like the play and the work hard and and personality that you have so I am yeah I'm really I'm really looking forward to to hearing from me Leah so Malia is here with us and before we kind of interview her I just wanted to talk to the listeners and everyone about uh, the power of educating ourselves because that is what the self-study podcast is really all about, is this ability to realize that we have the resources and answers inside of ourselves. And I was thinking about this, how I have three very different children, and it's not like we're going to give you this like, hey, here's the step-by-step thing that you're going to do for each child. Um, right, And it's, it wouldn't work that way. Each child probably really needs something entirely different. And that's what I love about, right, what you do, Stephanie, is that you give such that great insight and perspective that each child is unique and that they all come with their own blueprint. So trying to mold and to restrict is not going to work, right? Right. Right. Yep. Trying to create this same system for everyone to say, live consciously. This is how I do it. You should try that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's, that's not going to be the same. And yeah. And even astrologically, and that's, we'll be bringing up, you know, a little astrological support after the interview for, for cancers and how to live consciously because we're in the time of cancer right now. So, but I'm definitely looking forward to all of uh, Amelia's insights, Uh, 13 years old and full of wisdom. Yes. Yeah. She um, is right here with us and what a special honor to have her. And um, what are some of your thoughts, Malia, right away that you have about um, like when I talked about kind of, you know, the whole um, educating the child versus like just, um, you know, we've talked about this before, right? If you take sugar out of the house and you say, no, you know, you're not going to have any sugar, no processed foods. Um if that what's your thought about that approach well it kind of reminded me of a story of when I went on a school trip to Sacramento there's this kid and his family is really big on eating healthy and no junk food or anything so the whole time he was eating pretty bad because he thought that it wasn't as bad as his parents said so I think it's good to just let children learn on for their own but it's good to give them guidance but also to let them learn on their own because they will soon find it out. Yeah. And so what, yeah. What Melia do you feel has been helpful for you when, um, you know, we've talked about like, for example, ingredients and certain, um, you know, packaged foods and things like that. I've noticed that for you, when we've talked about it, you automatically were like, okay, well, if this synthetic, you know, uh, add on is added in, you know, here in the United States, but it's not put into, um, you know, in Europe, they won't even allow some of these ingredients. And I remember talking to Melia about that and her eyes just kind of lit up. And naturally, mm-hmm. what was your response, Melia? Well, I was just confused, like, because 
that's not fair that we have some of like the crappy ingredients in our food mm-hmm. and they we they have like a better system of uh, of how to you know um how uh, better standards yeah better right? sta- yeah to on their food right yeah. and on their cosmetics and on their cleaners it does make it hard because you want to be able to use what's available in the stores or what your friends have. And then, but if, if we had the friends in Europe and we'd be like, Hey friend, what do you use to clean your face? And they told you about the ingredients. It'd be by contrast, it would be something so different. And Malia, I love what you said about that kid in uh, Sacramento because I don't have any kids, but I did teach preschool and I did substitute teach kindergarten. So I I've had a lot of kid experience, but my brain, my plan, which when you, you know, when you have children, I hear it changes, but I've always thought, oh yeah, we're not going to have any <laughs> processed food in the house. Yeah. We're not going to have sugar. We're not going to do that. You know, but you, you present great insight. And that is that when you make something so taboo, when you make something so foreign, the behavior of all of us would be like, Ooh, I'm going to go try that because yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. 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 And one of the things that I've noticed for me, Leah, just in educating about, you know, certain things, then she naturally just wants to make the better choice. She Mm -hmm. knows, you know, chocolate versus synthetic chocolate. And we've even talked about how it tastes different. And so right away, um, she's participating in that act of awareness. Like I Mm -hmm. taste it. I know what's in this. And so one of the big things that with children is to I think just sit with them and say, you know what? I don't know all the answers, but like if an emotion rise up, but Hey, how are you feeling right now? And let's see how we can, you know, navigate through this. Um, you've been on the, you know, TV a long time and how are you feeling? And I remember May Leah, she is my Libra. So she definitely likes a lot of more inside time and she likes to journal, but mm-hmm. we did have some struggles in the technology world. And there was several incidences where we could see that it was, it was really hindrance to her health and well-being. Right. And um, so there was kind of like this checkout, you know, look on her face. And when she would get off the screen time, she was very grumpy. Um, it felt like it just taxed her body. And she um, also has had a lot of anxiety and things like that. So we we're going to kind of talk about some of the things, Malia, that you've done to help maybe subside that, that anxiety and also some of the ways that you have chosen to have a relationship with technology. Cause I think it's been really cool. Um, as a mom, I didn't tell her like, this is what you have to do. I just told her, Hey, Malia, these are the things that we're noticing. Here's also some research around it. This is all new to me. I don't know it all, but what can we do to figure this out together? And so she came up with some cool things on her own. So I wanted to let her talk about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so I, yeah, as a kid, I was on the phone a lot and on all the social media stuff, and I was really into that, but I realized that it wasn't really benefiting me, so now mm-hmm. I I switched to a flip phone, and I have, uh, you know, like a, like my dad's old phone to, you know, maybe check and take pictures or go, go on like a, I have this account that I go on that I post things about um yeah just being conscious consciousness and stuff like that but I I like to um 
really make sure that I'm on there as much as I feel good. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive because like sugar operates in the brain, similar to cocaine, a drug that we all want to stay away from. And the social media tends to, to intrigue people and draw them in a lot like a drug that it's hard for people to say, well, I'm actually going to get a flip 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 phone that can't allow access to this be, you know, behavior. And that way, if you decide, you know what, right now is some technology time. I want to do some things. You have to go to the computer or you have to go to something else where our phone is always with us. And if we, I, I commend you. I, I recently got rid of my social media, uh, my, well, not all social media, my Facebook profile, because I found it took up too much of my time. I would waste my time randomly looking on Facebook and being like, do 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 and realize I completely just wasted that time. But you're even, you're far more courageous to even go to a flip phone, which sounds like a great plan. Um, that's a, that's incredible. <laughs> and what a great thing for a Libra to do who, you know, thrives with balance. And so that, that's incredible. Yeah, she, we actually had a lot of fun um, teasing her a little bit. (laughs) It was like, we're really going back in time, you know, and it's amazing because, um, so yeah, when she went, wanted to get a flip phone, I asked her several times, I'm like, Melia, are you sure you want to do this? You know, Uh and I was proud of her decision, but um, I just wanted to make sure she could still get on her Instagram, but it works good because the phone that is still, uh, her dad's old phone and she can get on it, make her post, um, and things like that. But mm-hmm. then she just is really good about, um, setting the phone aside. We, in the beginning years though, we did do a timer. So I would have her like, if she was going to play animal jam or this show mm-hmm. or whatever, or this, you know, game, we would do the timer thing that way they can absolutely see how much time they're on there. And what we all yeah. know uh, as adults, I mean, this is all new for us too, is, you know, you can get lost in uh, social media land and all of a sudden you look at the time and you're like, oh my goodness, like I wasted so much time. So, yeah. 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 And I wonder too, with Malia, um, did you notice that, you know, being on the social media and the Facebook or that kind of thing, or the technology, did that add to your feelings of anxiety or, or how has that decision improved your experience with anxiety um I I feel like as a kid the phone is kind of it's like almost like a fear it's like it it's kind of based off of fear like Mm -hmm. the news the social media like not feeling good enough that's that all adds to your anxiety and I think getting off of that and really figuring out like what's best for you and not like worrying about anybody else. I think that that's probably a good option to that's yeah right. figure out yeah yourself. Yeah. And she's talked a lot about me. I know you've mentioned that it's just, she could see behind. I mean, when we start talking about things, she could tell that she could see the difference of, you know, when someone's posting something and where it's, how that feels and why are they doing that and how it's kind of a facade. Right. And that's what, Mm -hmm. you know, we've already talked quite a bit about that, but it becomes this thing that doesn't feel very real. And so it builds a lot of, I think, anxiety. There's a lot of research around that, how, um, you know, that anxiety can be spiked up a little more than it needs to. And, um, 
but yeah, she's had severe anxiety since a child and it, it came on as early as I could remember. I couldn't leave her, um, anywhere. She didn't really go to preschool. Like it was very severe and I noticed it. And, um, so we've worked really long and hard on it. But one of the things that of many, and we'll talk probably on a whole nother um, segment about some of the energetic workaround that we did, but for also technology, it, it kind of numbs the body. And, um, she definitely, we saw improvements when we worked to get mm-hmm. that technology balanced out for sure. Yeah. And so Malia, to other parents that are listening who have kids or even perhaps to, uh, advice to the kids, how would you suggest, um, you know, how would you want your friend's parents to talk to your friends? You know, you've got Jenna who's very insightful and, and um, lives more of a spiritual life and more open to this. So she brought it to your attention in the way that she did. And you, you have been raised that way, but what do you think other parents need to say to their kids to basically tell them, Hey, you know, we need to live more consciously. What one little tip do you think they could make that's doable for other people? Not everybody can do a flip phone. That's, that's a very courageous. Um, What advice would you give either to the kid or to the parents to say, do this thing it's going to increase your level of personal consciousness for yourself and for the world around you. I think maybe just let them like um, give them some information about it and just let them think about it and let them kind of find how they feel on their own. Cause Mm yeah. Yeah. Talk about the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her, Maylee, remember you would really tune in um, when we would talk about like, how do I feel when I'm, you know, doing this or that? Yeah. Yeah. Pausing. And I know that Maylee has also talked about how wonderful it would be to when we go over to someone's home to if parents got more on board with this, I I would love it, um, is to put the phones aside and just, you know, if you want to get occasional picture, but have that basket. And um, Maylee has mentioned even in our own home. We've kind of gone on and off with that, but just, you know, never at the dinner table, never just, you know, it just feels so disconnected. And so Uh putting those phones in a basket and, and really talking to each other. Uh And Melia, remember that game that we got from, um, gosh, I wish I remember what it's called, but she's played it several times. I bought it on off of social media, but it was kind of um, how you can engage and talk to people. And it's this card game. That's really amazing. And so Mm -hmm. with friends, she can do that where they just ask cool different questions and really engage and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with my Leah's advice, it's, it's really about uh, asking that question because maybe we go so long without actually asking kids how, how they feel after a certain thing and let them think about it because you're right. I remember my nephew, uh, Aiden, he would, before eating something, his, he would say things like, is this good for my body? And he was probably five or six or something. And he was really young and he's, is this good for my body? And when the answer came across as no, mm -mm, then he kind of looked at it and I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a sucker or something like this. I don't remember exactly, but he kind of looked at it with like, "Mm, then I don't think I should have it. You know, it's like, um, and, but of course then, and later he did it with, uh, energy drinks where it's, he's like, Oh, that that's not good for my body. Like, you know, that's uh, toxic. Then I probably shouldn't be doing it. And, um, 
And you're right. It's about the awareness, because if we rely on the social media, the technology, the news, the like you said, the fear based stuff, Malia, they're telling us this is all good and you want to do this. But if instead you ask and you check in, your own answers come, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. This has been so amazing. I know we have so much more that we could talk. And I don't know if, if you're open to it, Malia, but we would love to have you on a future episode. Your insights are very welcome. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. That was an absolutely incredible interview with your daughter. I am impressed she's she's got such insight and you guys sound so alike <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know family um similarities there huh mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I I loved that you know her main point was to just really ask kids because that is what the self-study project is about it's about asking yourself yeah. uh because we, you know, even when we did our yoga teacher training course and we had people who are like, just tell me what the steps are. I'll do those steps and we'll be good. Just give me A through Z. I'll know what to do. And, but that, that is the pacification anesthetizing behavior. It's, it's the allopathic approach of, uh, instead of the holistic approach, find your way, listen to yourself, touch base, check in. Because it's like eggs are going to make somebody feel really energetic and vibrant and someone else is going to make them feel dull and lethargic. And so it's, we can't tell you that the best diet is you're going to go eat three eggs a day and you're going to feel great. You know, it's, it's about, Hmm, eggs don't really make me feel so good. Maybe they're not for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, or tools like with your Libra, Malia being a Libra, it's a different tool with a cancer, which is what Zodiac you know, we're currently in, in, um, you know, there, you can't really ask them to verbally express as much of what they feel. So if you're trying to check in and ask them how they feel, cancers feel a lot, uh, a great deal. Um, but the best way to get it out of them might be to, to write it. So if they aren't of yet an age to write things, then you can do it by observation of their emotions, that if they are behaving in a way that, that technology or, or not living consciously is emoting, that it's bad, then that's their way of expressing, but otherwise to write it down and um, to express it in that way, because they may not be as articulate as Malia is, you know? Yeah. And how, how powerful when you have talked about, you know, that, that there's such a difference um, through each astrology. Um, what do you, how do you say that? Ast- Astrological sign. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to say that and, and just really, you know, if you went to a, a cancer uh, child that was, um, has that as their, their sign predominantly, and they, you ask them to, Hey, communicate this, what yeah. are you feeling? You know, and they, and we might have an uphill battle and a struggle where mm-hmm. if we know, know that about them and we understand their blueprint a little bit better then as a parent, wouldn't that be great to be like, well, you know, how would, mm-hmm. could you write that down for me? You know? And then, yeah then the communication barrier is gone and then there's that bridge that we can cross. So, yeah. Otherwise you might just get a crab shell and some pokey hands, you know, <laughs> grabbing onto the world around them um, yeah. because to show their soft side is, is definitely uh, a difficult thing and it's not going to come out as easily in, in words. So yeah, it's, it's about, and that's you learning, you know, you, as a parent, you know, more of your child than anyone else, but if you understand their astrology, it helps them 
it helps you not ask something of them that's not natural to them. So, um, yeah, because as you have put it so well, it's like I see the world through the lens of a Sagittarius. And so it's been so helpful when you describe the way in which a Scorpio or a um, Libra sees it, then I don't try to force their lens to look like mine, you know? So that's helpful. Yep, absolutely. Well, this has been an awesome one. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we had this. I look forward to having Malia on our podcast again and your other daughters and future interviewers. If you are listening, if you ever want to be interviewed, please do email us, theselfstudyproject at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to The Self-Study Project a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Subjects cover holistic health, nutrition, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, parenting, relationships, conscious living, sustainable practices, and so much more. At no time does this podcast offer medical advice and is for educational purposes only. It remains your decision to pursue any information and do not hold your hosts or their guests liable. More information available at theselfstudyproject.com.